Hi, I'm Stephanie Franklin. I'm with the Retirement Resource Guide and the Try New Home Guide. And today I have the pleasure of sitting with Kathy Haynes with Berkshire Hathaway. She's one of the top realtors in the triad. And um, we're going to hear from her a little bit about the selling and moving checklist that we probably don't have because we don't go through that process usually. Uh, So these are really good tips on how to make it seamless or to at least try to make it as seamless as possible so your moving experience isn't so stressful. Would you agree with that, Kathy? Yeah, I don't know if I can make people think that moving isn't stressful, but maybe this will make it less stressful. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Kathy, I'm going to ask a question. Hopefully you won't mind me asking a personal question, but how did you get involved in real estate and why the senior, senior industry focus? Well, I got involved with real estate because I thought it was a good move for me. I had been in the cell phone industry for years, and I loved sales so much. So real estate seemed like the next step, Um, and that was in 1999. But the reason I got involved with the senior industry is because of my mother. I mean, uh, I'm the oldest of 10 children, and we lived in a fairly large house, and mom had every single corner and... um, cupboard filled with we'll just call them memories uh, but you know it's just stuff and I think every kid left stuff too so we knew that it was going to be tough getting her to divest herself of all of her worldly goods to downsize into a small apartment but we started doing it and we had three months we still had to call a construction dumpster five days before closing because there was still that much stuff in the house. After a tag sale, and this is funny, my mother kept calling it an estate sale. And I said, Mom, you're still with us, so it's called a tag sale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the construction dumpster, I mean, we were just hauling stuff out and throwing it away. And Mom was wringing her hands on the front porch. And I said, don't start with me. You had three months, and this is where we're at right now. So I don't want that to happen to other people. But when we went through this really tough time with my mother, I thought to myself, you know what, we're not the only ones going through this. And I need to be able to figure out how to make this a little bit easier for my clients. So I took my senior real estate designation and uh, graduated from that class and have been working kind of in that vein ever since. So that's right. So uh, she recently presented um, at a senior living community on Uh, tips on these tips and we got wind of it here and we want to share it with our listeners today Uh, so we're going to kick right off uh, with our first uh, on our checklist of things to do which of course is a checklist Um, (laughs) so make your own checklist you're going to need it for deadlines you're going to need it for things that you need to do want to do and then actually who to call to accomplish that task Keep it handy to keep you on track so that you don't forget what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. What are some of those people or things that you should be going on there right from from the top of your head? Of course, a mover... Right. Gardner. Well, um, uh, and a realtor, if I might uh, say, uh, get get that fairly early too. Uh, but putting a mover on early in the process is a good thing because depending on the time of the year, which could be spring or summer, that is the busiest time. And you may need to make that appointment several months in advance. Likewise, if you're planning on storing things, you want to make arrangements with storage facilities, find out what everybody uh, charges and, and maybe what 
if they're having any grand opening specials, if they're new places. You also want to find out the rates. Do you recommend storage facilities close to the home you're buying or closer to the home you're selling? Well, first of all, I don't recommend storage facilities <laughs> because I really hope that during this process, people can decide to really get rid of stuff once and for all. Um, you know, talking about storage facilities, I've known many of my sellers who have had tag sales and, uh, you know, given as much as they can to their children that even want their stuff, uh, neighbors, friends, etc. And then they still have this large group of things that they just can't seem to part with, even though maybe they haven't touched it in years. And they'll put it in a storage facility only to still be there years later. And, uh, and then they donate it. Or worse, you know, their kids have to get rid of it later on. So the best thing to do is maybe try to stay away from a storage facility and then put a deadline and say, you know, I'm going to put this stuff in there for a year. And if I don't need that stuff in a year, I'm going to get rid of everything. No, that makes great sense. I think one of the things is we have all the stuff in our homes and then we got to move it into another home. So you think maybe that would fit in there, but I guess something has to do with the, you have to figure out your floor plan. Correct. And you you did ask me a question about whether it should be close to your new home or your old home. Well, even if they're close together, I would always have it close to your new home to make it easy to get to, easy to, you know, pilfer through and figure out what you might want on a Saturday afternoon. If it's near the old home and it's far away, you definitely won't be going back there to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but floor plan, um, you know, most people... Uh, today if especially seniors and you know a lot a lot of things on this list will apply to anybody that's moving but seniors certainly are more than likely downsizing from a house that maybe they've lived in in for decades they've also raised their children in them and they're a lot larger than what they need right now so downsizing is the key word here and get a floor plan from where you're moving to whether it's a retirement community or just a new smaller home and that will give you kind of an idea of how much room you have to work with for your furniture like for instance if you have a king-size bed will it still fit in your new bedroom with those two large nightstands and the three dressers that you currently have you see where i'm going here Mm -hmm. you can do the fingers crossed and hope it fits or you can really plan properly that is one of the ways but it's not the best way (laughs) (laughs) so far so far it's make a checklist Second on the list is looking at your deadlines and put your mover and other uh, services that you have to have on that list. So those because of deadlines. Third was look at the floor plan of your new home and compare it to what you have now. And then four would be the hard work where yes. we're going to start packing. Talk packing about that. is so much fun. Um, and, you know, go ahead and do some of it yourself. Save newspapers or better still, buy some plain newsprint. And that way you won't get your hands dirty. But I know it's more expensive to do that. Um, handle the, the, the more lightweight things like china and maybe small mementos, mementos and things that you, you know, treasure and cherish Save the heavy lifting and the packing for the professionals. It is utterly worth all the price of a professional moving and packing service. They know what they are doing. 
hey, we are not all good packers, nor are we good painters, although we think we are. Um, Plus, they can pack everything into groups so that unpacking, whether you do it or they do it, becomes easier. For instance, kitchen things along with other kitchen things. But if you do some of it yourself, then you can move little bits and pieces in your car to your new residence and not worry about them getting broken by the movers. That's true. I've had some things break, of course, when moving. I'm sure many people have, and it was frustrating uh, because you thought you packed it well, and it went on that truck, and off it went, and unload it, and unpack it. Six months later, like, oh, this plate broke. Yeah, especially the ones that are marked fragile. They always seem to break. So a better packing job would definitely would help a lot of us. And and spending that extra money on the bubble wraps and, and... better paper and packaging materials I think is definitely well worth it in the end you at least take some of that worry and stress off of your list absolutely I think part of that process is you now you're in your kitchen you mentioned the kitchen items going and your dishes so as you're going through this process a lot of us either can start separating these things or some people might just say I'll do it when I get to the house and just put everything because I've kind of did both when I moved um which was actually at in the end is like, why did I bring this with me? Let's talk about the next step on here, <laughs> which is a hard step for some of us to, yes. to separate ourselves from. Yeah, this is one of the hardest uh, uh, parts because when you are downsizing or decluttering, you know, whether you're even moving or not, only have two piles. That's the keep and that's the get rid of. Don't have a I'll think about it later pile because that pile usually ends up being the biggest and it will really delay you. It's better to just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. This is after you've already asked all your sphere to take what they want and then this is what's left. The rest you will either be moving or donating. I would try to avoid storage facilities as I've said before, but if you really can't make a decision, then put that I'll think about it in the storage facility um, pile. And um, and then take the, the keeps and the donates and, and go about your business. The donates, think about the thing that you haven't used in 10 years, making someone else very, very happy because they've never had one. And maybe that, that makes it a little bit easier to donate things. Yeah. When I moved, I had a cathedral ceilings. I was moving. I was downsizing, smaller, lower ceilings. I had a huge Christmas tree. And I didn't know what to do with it. So as soon as... The, People heard about it in the neighbor who had kids and never could afford the pre-lit tree. It was really nice to see them come on over and take it away. Sad as it was, it was one of my favorite Christmas trees. Um, It was nice to see that happen. So it is a very good feeling. Yeah, and you have two great memories about your Christmas tree now. The one you had when you had it and the one you had when you gave it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes it easier. Um, I think the struggle with all this, of course, is finding the time. And how do you figure the time? And you don't want to burn yourself out where at the end of the day, your head is spinning. Absolutely. Well, don't say, I'm going to do that on um, Saturday. You know, Saturday, I'm going to block the whole day off and I'm going to work on decluttering and packing because Saturday could come and something could come up and then you just wasted another whole week. So the very best way to do it is a little bit at a time. You know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah. Um, and uh, Jim Rohn, a business philosopher that I love, his greatest uh, statement that I love is if the doctor tells you to eat an apple 
a day. Do not try to eat seven apples on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So block off a certain time each day that you would like to dedicate going through a specific room, a garage, or even just a drawer if you want to start small. Set your phone timer or a cooking timer for 10 minutes for the very first day. And, you know, it's just like going out and starting an exercise program. The very first few days are so tough and so hard, and you think you're not going to be able to do it. But by the fourth day, you have a renewed energy and and just lots of empowerment that you got through it. So when you start small, it, it really does allow you to go and do a little bit uh, further but you've got to get in that groove first. So start small, like getting rid of duplicate items. If you have four to five spatulas in your kitchen, you know, figure out, do you, do you really need all those? Um, one organizer that I actually hired said, let's start in your closet. And, you know, I got a chill down my spine when she said that. But we went into my closet and she told me, pull out all your black shoes. And so I did. And as I kept pulling out all my black shoes, I saw where we were going with that. I was actually downright embarrassed at how many pairs of black shoes I had. Did I wear them all? No, I did not. Did I want to keep them all? Oh, yes, I did. But after speaking with her, she made me realize that some of these pairs could take the place of the ones I already had and cut that number in half. So when we were through, I realized I had so much more room in my closet not a bunch of very similar things, but things that I would use, which maybe makes getting ready in the morning a little bit easier because I didn't have so many choices. Mm-hmm. I actually had space in my closet after that. You know, you mentioned in here that getting that uh, organizing person, an organizer to help you. Well, that would add that up there on that on that checklist of hiring somebody because with the real estate market and, and everyone's so busy, I bet they they need some time too to get uh, on your schedule. So yes. make sure we add that onto that checklist at the top. An organizer to help. Um, I think what's really important through the process of this decluttering and packing and and all this is that your realtor also is there. She pops in or he pops in to see how you're doing, and they give you that extra uh, push that you might need or that pat on the back, but nobody gave you all day for all the work you did do, Uh, and and they they help you through that a lot. And I know that that's very important when you have a realtor that cares enough to check on you to see how you're doing when you're packing and and getting ready. Um, I just find it that it is a very overwhelming, can be an overwhelming experience, but through this, so far, listening to what you're sharing with us, um, I find it very uh, relaxing almost that there's a process here that I didn't think about, and maybe we'll be helping somebody who's listening. Um, So you've done all your packing, your house is clean, your organizer came in, you've unloaded, you've donated, you're at that point now, and you're like, what am I going to take with me next, like when I move? So what am I going to take to wherever I'm going, if it's a new house or an apartment or a villa? Um, It says that there's a little tip here that I didn't know or think about, and I think it's one of the best tips so far. Well, and that is go ahead and pack your suitcase like you're going away for the weekend. Go ahead and pack several changes of clothing, your pajamas, the essentials you need like medicine, toiletries, and don't forget those chargers for all your electronics that always seem to not be around when you need them during a move. Um, They can all get lost, get packed up, and you can't find them for weeks. So if you have them all set aside 
um, like your little, remember when you used to pack a bag if you were getting ready to go to the hospital to have a baby? Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> so have one of those bags sitting around. Um, put some plastic plates and some cutlery in the bag along with some dish towels and some soap so that at, at least you can have some food without having to get take out every single time. Um, bring a flashlight too because you are going to be unfamiliar with your new surroundings and if you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you'll have a flashlight right beside your bedside that you can turn on and take with you because you may not even remember where the light switches are. So I think this suitcase needs to be filled with some good stuff for your first couple of days in your new place. That's a great tip because when I moved, I opened all my boxes looking for things in the house and boxes sometimes you know as much as the movers do the best sometimes that box you maybe ended up in the wrong room and you're searching or it's in your garage because you ran out of room in the rooms because you got furniture in there and all these things happen I love this tip I would have I would have saved me some stress because I started opening boxes and just throwing things trying to look for something and now my house is a mess on top of the boxes um, so it was it was quite an experience I learned a lot I'm learning a lot today I love uh this list, we're going to go ahead and we're going to create a nice uh, list and we'll put it on our website to share on Retirement Resource Guide because I think it's a very helpful or the Tried New Home Guide. Um, but most importantly, don't do this alone. So call a realtor. And I know that's the last thing. Make sure you're calling that realtor. And I want yeah, I would say call the realtor first. And the reason for that is not necessarily selfish, although I do hope that that realtor is me, but I know everybody already has their own relationships. But a realtor has gone through this daily with their clients and really can help you with what you need to do in addition to what we've already talked about today. For instance, if you're going to be selling your current home that you live in before you move to the new home, you may have watched things on HGTV and other home renovation programs, and you may think you know what you need to do, but trust me, it is not always the right thing to do. Depending on where you live, um, the, the age of the home, condition of the home, price range that you would like to be in, sometimes a realtor is going to lead you in a completely different direction than what you think you need to be. You know, we want you to sell as much as you want to sell, but we know the things that are going to be the most important. Um, every area, area is different, so I certainly wouldn't want people to do unnecessary repairs or updates that isn't going to give you a return on your investment. Also, going back to that organizer, and I'm sorry we forgot about that earlier, and don't do this alone. Whether it's an organizer or a close friend, you kind of need a quote-unquote drill sergeant to help you with this whole process mm -hmm. because left to our own devices, we will spend three hours on a drawer that should have only taken 10 minutes because there's some pictures in there and we're going through them and at least someone else is going to keep us on task and that is probably the most important thing. Um, I've got a wide network of resources in almost every category you can think of that I share with my clients and that can be for repairs, updates, movers, organizers, etc. So if you start with a realtor then a lot of the work is already done for you. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's great. I mean, you don't want to do it alone. Um, hopefully, you're not going to do it alone after listening to this. You're going to call Kathy <laughs> or another realtor, but have a realtor help you through the process. They're a world of information. They know what they're doing. Uh, they've had the training. Um, there's a lot that 
can come from having that person become your friend probably. And then I'm sure you have a lot of clients that have become your friends because you've lived through this whole process with them. That's why I love my job so much. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate all you do um, to help the community and the associations you're involved in. Pretty many associations, if I recall. I am. I'm, a, I'm bad to volunteer, as they say. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Um, you can reach Kathy. 336-339-2000. All right. So if you have a question and you want this checklist, you can ask Kathy, too. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Stephanie.